You're listening to episode number 103 of the Journey to Manifesting podcast. Let's get started. Are you ready? Welcome back to the show, everyone. It's so great to be here with you today. I'm feeling really good. How are you feeling? What's going on in your world? I know that it is at the time that I'm recording this, it is about mid January 2020. And already I can see that so many of you have kickstarted and sparked your year with such a magnificent level of enthusiasm and intention, which is great to see. Which reminds me, I would love to invite you to a masterclass that I am currently hosting. It is called The Five Key Secrets to Becoming an Abundance Creator. This is a free masterclass where you will discover the critical foundation to creating abundance by design so you can achieve instant, tangible results that you can immediately apply to become a portal to prosperity for the rest of your life. You're going to really love this. I've never actually done a webinar or a masterclass like this before. So go to sarahprout.com forward slash abundance creator, because what we're going to cover is how to define abundance on your own terms, how to identify and celebrate the milestones of abundance. I'm also going to do this exercise, which is really cool, where I will show you how you are currently having a conversation with the universe on autopilot. And I'm going to show you how you can instantly begin to attract abundance. So once again, go to sarahprout.com forward slash abundance creator. And I really hope that you uh, join me for this because this is really some of my best work. And I'm going to share with you something that I have never shared, which has taken me about 10 years to create. So I woke up this morning knowing that I needed to record a podcast episode about this because it uh, it's a memory that keeps coming into my mind, thinking about um, it's a little bit of a woo-woo topic. So just a heads up here for those of you that may be a little bit more on the fence about uh, whether or not there are apparitions or ghosts or spirit guides or that kind of thing. So just a heads up that we will be venturing into woo-woo town today, but never fear, there is a purpose to this because the reason for this inspiration, this free flow of information that I'm about to share with you is because I've been reading a book called The Way of the Rose. And it talks about uh, spirituality in conjunction with Mother Mary and the Rosary. Now, it's written from a perspective that has nothing to do with the Catholic faith. Um, It's by this couple. They live in New York, and they had a visit from the Virgin Mary. Now, there have been apparitions or visitations from the Virgin Mary throughout the centuries, really, in some of the most holiest places around the world. And there are so many uh, people of the Catholic faith that want to request a miracle. They might be facing illness or some kind of challenge in their life, and they head on a pilgrimage to these sacred places where the Blessed Virgin Mary has appeared to um, to help them to help to manifest that miracle. And as I'm reading the book, I was noticing internally this sense of disbelief, this sense of, oh, yeah, did that really happen? Or, you know, 
it's so interesting that even though I teach manifestation, spirituality, and all of the the juicy elements of the non-physical, I still have these moments where I'm like, yeah, is that really true? And what I like to call it is healthy skepticism, because I believe that you can only really assess life and these kind of mystical experiences through your own experience, through your own one-on-one relation to this energy. And so (laughs) it reminded me of a blog post that I wrote back in 2017, which is the title of this podcast today, The Goddess Kali and the Breakdown Before the Breakthrough. And so as I am having these, I mean, it's a great book, The Way of the Rose. It's a fantastic book. So as I'm having these skeptical thoughts of, yeah, did the Virgin Mary really appear? Did they really receive these messages? And I'm I'm a big advocate for channeling and I love Abraham Hicks and all of that kind of thing. But I had a real problem with this. And then I was reminded of this post that I wrote in April 2017, where I was expressing a visitation that I had had back in about 2013 or 2014. So I'm going to be going over some of that today and sharing that with you from a very personal place, my own personal experience. Now, you may have your own moments of disbelief coming up, uh, and that's perfectly normal. But what I invite you to do is to listen to these words with an open mind. And as I'm saying this, I need to remind myself of this as well, because this is when that magic is activated, where we don't truly need the proof, because the true believers do not need to seek the proof. So the the post, the original post that I created back in 2017, I'm going to update this and put it back on sarahprout.com so you can search some of the most recent blog articles there, which I know you're going to love. Oh, and by the way, I've also had an entire brand upgrade to sarahprout.com. It's a completely new website uh, that I absolutely love. It's my new online home, so go and check that out. But this article back in 2017 was inspired by one of my dearest friends who shared a potent viewpoint on Facebook that I wanted to explore a little deeper because it's really interesting. She referenced the difference between Eastern and Western spirituality. The West chases happiness and focuses on positivity as an ideal, right? Whereas the East embraces the light and the dark. There is no right or wrong way to be clear. It's merely a different perspective. So for some, the concept of embracing destruction as part of the creative process can be confronting, right? But what we're starting to see now, and this by no means, uh, I say this, I don't say this lightly, I really don't, but what we're starting to see now is the most beautiful new growth shooting up from the ground after the devastating bushfires in Australia. Right after this terrible catastrophic destruction, the new growth is starting to to sprout up, and I've seen these beautiful photos of wildflowers and and new shrubs and plants beginning to take form and take life. And this so often happens that after destruction, there's this beauty. So, in my own personal philosophy, I teach my students to ride through the storms and see them as a vital component in the manifesting process, and ultimately a mode and a mechanism that facilitates spiritual expansion. 
And sometimes, and I know this, I've been through it myself, sometimes this is way easier said than done. I honestly don't know of anybody that has achieved anything magnificent or significant without going through a hero's journey to get there. As Joseph Campbell speaks of so frequently, that hero's journey to get from, you know, the the quest, the the sacred mission that we are often given in life to move through, to get to that next level, that next layer of conscious awareness. And these people, the people that have been on that hero's journey, and this might be you, can usually see in hindsight the beauty of the times of struggle because they serve a purpose to provide energetic contrast. It's a sacred journey to go head to head or toe to toe with this beautiful growth that pain so often brings. And so this post, and I will get to the apparition portion of this as well, this post is referring to a period of time where I had five miscarriages in 10 months. And it was honestly one of the darkest and most trying times in my life. My body felt broken. My spirit felt defeated. I felt embarrassed because as a manifesting teacher, I'm saying you can manifest anything you want. Now, this is uh, 2013 version of Sarah Brout. This is not 2020 version of Sarah Brout that has a radically different perspective on manifesting in the law of attraction. Um, now I believe it is more guided by your emotions and your energy rather than, Hey, let's just think happy thoughts and something will show up. There is so much more work that needs to happen behind the scenes. (laughs) Now I've studied both Eastern and Western philosophy, theology, spiritual traditions, and I didn't remember how to see the situation that I was in back then as part of my journey and that was in the process of unfolding. Sometimes you go through a period of forgetting for a specific purpose. It was like I was unable at that time to see that the universe was inviting me to grow and was challenging me so that I could help millions of people about five years down the track. And I didn't realize that at the time that I was being trained by the universe. And we lived in this big house. So to give you a bit of a backstory, and I have mentioned this in other episodes, I have also referenced this in my book, Dear Universe, 200 Mini Meditations for Instant Manifestations. And uh, about, well, what was it? About seven years prior to moving into this home in 2013, I was married to my first husband and I had a dream about this house. I dreamt that I lived there and I knew every single inch of this property. I knew what the the gold taps looked like, the cheesy 1970s wallpaper, the green shag carpet, the chandeliers. It was a huge home. It was on a 23,000 square foot block of land. It was it was pretty big. We didn't have enough um, we didn't have enough money to furnish the whole place. But anyway, taking it back seven years prior to moving in, I'd had a dream about this. And I woke up in the morning and I said to my first husband, I had a dream about that big house with the gates up on the hill, and I lived there. And I remember what he said to me. He said, You'd have to be a millionaire to live there. And 
I'm like, oh yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and I had no idea that seven years later, that place would be up for rent at approximately $1,200 a week and I would be living there. So story for a different day, but just giving you a reference of this very strange, large property that I had this psychic premonition of many years earlier. So it was an odd house. It was on the top of a hill. It had views of the mountain, views of the city of Melbourne, was close to a hospital, close to a mental institution, and close to a cemetery. So we used to have some very strange happenings, let's just say it that way, where we couldn't explain it. But we were at a point in our business where we believed that we had created something successful and sustainable, even though we hadn't. We were under the illusion that we were stable and we were living beyond our means. So this was only about two years after I called the welfare office and I said, you can keep your checks, please. I now run a successful business. But we got cocky. We completely overextended ourselves and ended up in a really bad situation. And so we had... I think it was the year that we got married. We got married in Las Vegas. So we planned this international wedding from Australia to Las Vegas. Um, this was before we lived in Vegas. And we had this house that presented all of these very strange uh, situations that would unfold. So to give you an example, I remember it was a two-story home and I heard a knock at my bedroom door and somebody was moving the doorknob and they were like, mommy, mommy, mommy. And it sounded like a little girl. And it wasn't my kids because they were at school. And so I was completely freaked out by that. And about a week, two weeks before I got married in Vegas in 2013, uh, I found out that I was pregnant and it got verified by the doctor. And then I lost that baby. And I'm like, oh, that that's sad. I didn't really have time to grieve that pregnancy. Uh, because we were packing up and taking the whole family over to Vegas to celebrate this union. And then, so as I mentioned, during that 10-month time, I had five miscarriages, one after the other. And these strange these strange appearances started to happen. Uh, there was one night that I got up, sat up, bolt upright, and wanted to throw myself off the balcony of the home into the pool. And thankfully, Sean was like, Sarah, she, he snapped me out of it. It was really, really, there was weird energy. Uh, and so one night after miscarriage, number three or four, my husband, Sean, who I absolutely love and adore, and I woke up at the exact same time to see a blue Hindu-like goddess with about eight arms. We both described seeing the vibrant, glowing, eight-armed female creature making angular and sharp arm movements in our closet to the right of our bed. This apparition, this apparition was very weird, to say the very least, and we both didn't quite know what to make of this ethereal encounter for sure. Now, Sean is one of the biggest skeptics you will find. And I grew up <laughs> in these kind of situations where I had seen ghosts or heard messages and had all of those experiences from another realm, uh, but Sean hadn't. And so what he would do is when we woke up and we would say, hey, can you see that? He would ask me what I was seeing in order to verify what he was seeing. <laughs> so keep in mind, we weren't smoking crack. We don't drink. There were no drugs and we were not sniffing glue. There was not a gas leak or anything like that. So 
I believe that it was a psychic visitation. With a little research, it was perhaps the representation of the goddess known as Kali. She is apparently the goddess of time, change, power, creation, preservation, and destruction. All of these qualities, I would say, one experiences when they go through the pain of a miscarriage. And she is often depicted as being the Hindu equivalent of the angel of death. But at the same time, she is also affectionately referred to as the divine mother. So tying it back to my skepticism about the way of the rose, where this couple experienced the apparition of the Virgin Mary, and here I am disbelieving that, even though I saw this Hindu goddess in my closet, is amusing. (laughs) So here's the thing. People see these apparitions in these times where they do feel really broken down, where they do feel like they are at their wits end, where they've hit rock bottom. So Sean and I were living in this big house. It was $1,200 a week. We had $2,000 in our bank account and we didn't know how we were going to make the rent. We didn't know uh, the reasons why I kept on getting pregnant. Well, we knew the reasons why I kept on getting pregnant, but we didn't know the reason why I kept on losing the babies when their heartbeats got to about nine or 10 weeks. There was no known reason at that point. And we felt beaten down by life. We felt like the universe had forgotten us completely. We even had a car that kept on breaking down. We didn't have the money to fix it. So the um, the house on the hill, we would walk down to these front big double gates and we would walk down to the hospital each time I was pregnant to go and have the ultrasound appointment to see whether the baby was still alive. Time and time again, we were disappointed. And so To this day, we are still unsure as to why this apparition appeared to us, and we haven't experienced anything like that since. There's been a few things at the same time that we've experienced and witnessed and seen, but we considered it that our home back in Australia was definitely some kind of portal, an energetic vortex, if you will, that strengthened our psychic abilities in our greatest time of emotional distress. It was symbolic and extremely meaningful as a way to remember that the dark times make way for the light to rise. Okay, I want you to remember that the dark times make way for the light to rise. And after all, being told that it was physically impossible for me to carry another baby to full term, after all of this, I gave birth to Lulu Dawn and Ava Moon. And that happened in the last five years. So this story really reinforces the cycle of how miracles tend to unfold. Nature is a powerful teacher of the principle of this as well. When there is, as I mentioned, the the forest fires, the bushfires, new growth appears, fresh, beautiful, new vibrancy. The soil is usually softer and more fertile as well. And this translates metaphorically as um, as a way for you to remember that the most exquisite lotus flower can grow in the muddiest of puddles. So whatever you are going through right now, whether you are going through the pain of loss, whether you have had a miscarriage, whether you have lost a loved one, whether you are facing some difficult news to do with your health or your finances or your relationship, just remember that the universe is reminding you that this is an opportunity in pain, suffering and sadness to rise up and to believe beyond what you can see because something beautiful is usually on its way. Checks in the mail, people. That is the way this works. 
that if you can view it as an illusion, as an experience that is happening for you, then it reduces the emotional stronghold that it has over you. It actually eases a little bit of the pain. Now, I'm not saying don't feel all those feelings that are coming up, the anxiety, the doubt, the fear. Feel them. Allow them to be. And remember this, the more you surrender to the process, the higher you rise, the higher you rise. Now, can I make sense over people seeing apparitions in their times of need? No, I can't. Am I going to cling to them? Nope. Am I going to believe a little bit more now when somebody says that they see an apparition of the Virgin Mary or perhaps a Hindu goddess in their closet? Absolutely. So just remember that anything and everything is possible. So with that in mind, I would love for you to join me for my free masterclass that's coming up. Uh, You can go to sarahprout.com forward slash abundance creator and you can hear a bit more about my journey of how I got to where I am today, going from living as a single mother on welfare, living below the poverty line, struggling to feed my kids each day to now running a a successful and sustainable seven-figure business. So once again, sarahprout.com forward slash abundance creator. And I would love you to join me for that. And once again, thank you so much for being here with me for today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to share it with your friends because that's how the message of the Journey to Manifesting podcast spreads and everybody gets to have more expanded perspectives about the power that they have in their life to create their own reality. And if you would be so kind as to leave me a review, that would mean the world to me because I read all of the reviews and send back the energy of love and appreciation and of abundance. I can't wait to share with you some of the upcoming guests that I have planned for the Journey to Manifesting podcast, as well as more great content that I can't wait to share because it is based on your feedback on what you want to attract into your life, whether it's abundance, whether it's uh, a new relationship or rekindling an old relationship, or whether you want to manifest a new career path or new hobbies, whatever it is, I've got you covered. So thanks again for being here. And until next time, enjoy your journey to manifesting. Oh, 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 oh,